Welcome back, everybody, to the SOS Stacey on Sports Podcast Show. You all tuned in with the voice of sports, Stacey Carter II, with me today representing Boston, Massachusetts, representing New Hampshire, working with the big three, Crown Hoop CEO, Jordan Daly, J-Town is on the show. <laughs> How you doing, Jordan? What's up, man? It's good to be back. We haven't recorded anything in a while, so it's, it's fun to be back yeah. and be doing this again. Yeah, of course. You like the nickname J-Town. That's a first. I can actually say I've never heard that. So that's a good one. That's a good, that's an original. I'll give you a point oh, yeah. for originality. On the spot. On the spot. On the spot. <laughs> I like spot. it. Uh, I was making a topic list, right? And yeah. it's just it's just so much negativity going on with the topic list for today. Just so much negativity. We got to talk about Ben Simmons being some new developments. Of course, we got to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. You got some Zion news. But first, unfortunately, we got to start with your beloved Boston Celtics. Bad news going on with the Celtics already. Uh, first of all, they lost against the Bulls. The Bulls made a huge comeback, which means to the Celtics, they gave up a big lead, especially in the fourth quarter. And that resulted in Marcus Smart once again calling out his teammates, in specific Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He was like, they need to pass the ball. They don't pass the ball enough. Now the Celtics, they are 2-5 and five to start the season. Not what they wanted out the gate. Uh, like I said, this went on before with Marcus Smart getting on his teammates. So as a Celtics fan, how do you feel about Marcus Smart calling out Brown and Tatum? It's tough, man. So you personally know, like, I love Marcus Smart. Like, I was I will <laughs> yeah. go to war for this man, right? Um, while I think what he said is 100% true, I don't think you say that publicly. I think there's mm-hmm. a little problem with that. I think that's going to cause a little issues in the locker room. I think that's something that you go to the locker room about and you and you talk to them personally about it you talk to the whole team about it you don't say that publicly because then things are going to spin out of control people are going to start talking like oh is the locker room bad there like obviously Marcus Smart has had his issues in the past where he's throwing chairs in the locker room but you know some some stuff you got to keep at a team level and I think that's one of those things I don't think he probably should have gone public with that yeah um, I was looking at the stats actually and I was looking at the assists I don't know if you know this, but Jason Tatum is only 0.3% below Marcus Smart as far as, like, assist averages. So, like, I just I just find that, like, a bit odd in a way. Yeah. He's talking about passing the ball, but you're not averaging that more assists than Jason Tatum. Well, I think with that that you got to take into account, though, is that Tatum has the ball a lot more than Marcus Smart, so he has a lot more opportunities to pass the ball, where if Marcus Smart's not getting the ball past him, he can't really do much with it. Um you know, one thing I notice, you know, specifically towards the end of all the Celtics games is it very quickly becomes the Jason Tatum show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Tatum is, you know, without a doubt, the best player on our team. But, um, you know, you can't just keep giving it to him and expecting him to do things. Because one thing I've also noticed is that he doesn't have a clutch bone in his body and has not been able to hit a buzzer beater shot as long as I can remember. Um, you know, every single time it turns into a mid-range fadeaway of him trying to imitate Kobe and 99% of the time, it doesn't go in um, at the buzzer. So uh, I definitely think they need to change something up. They're becoming way too predictable. Um, and I do put a little bit of the blame on the new coach over there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, we was talking um, on, on Crown Hoops, and you said that you had concerns with uh, Udoka as a first-year head coach with a perennial playoff team. So it mm-hmm. looked like it's, it's playing out right now. But 
you know, my thing is, yeah, I agree with you. Mark is smart. He is the leader on this team. He is the leader. Um, he was right, you know, to call out his teammates again. But again, with these things that players got to understand, y'all can't get too emotional to where you take this to the public. Now, you know how the media goes, especially mainstream media. They're going to spin this. They're going to say the Celtics are imploding. They got to trade somebody. They got to do something. Like, you got to make sure that stuff stays in-house. Now, if you leak out certain information, just make sure you filter it. Don't don't say what you just said. Just say, like, you know, I just had a talk with Tatum and Brown, and, you know, we're going to take it from there. And then uh, there was reports that came out that said that actually Tatum and, and, and Marcus Smart, they had breakfast together after, you know, that, that spat. But uh, – the thing is about them passing the ball. Who are they going to pass it to? If you look at this team, and I looked at the points per game, Brown is averaging 26.7. Tatum's averaging 25.7. Then that's a huge drop. Goes to Al Horford, and it goes to Dennis Schroeder with only 14. And then also Marcus Smart is not the best offensive player there is. I mean, I, I love his game defensively. And I, I wish he was, like, more of a scorer because I think he'll definitely be recognized if he was more of a scorer. And then your team also is not a good shooting team. Like, as far as, like, three-pointers, they still don't have any players that can hit a three. Well, I mean, what, what else you want? What else, what else you want? They don't have – they really don't have a, a point guard that's like that that can, you know, set everything up. They don't have a Chris Paul type of point guard. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is the closest thing to that, but we all know what happened to Dennis Schroeder. But <laughs> but uh, it's this the, the team is still not made up correctly, and then there's going to be problems. Um, what do you what do you feel about that? How do you feel about them just not having the players to where you can move the ball around? I mean, this is an issue we've been having for years. Every year we say we need to go out and get like a legitimate third part for that offense and. You know, every year we keep getting a new guys, but they're just not to the caliber of, you know, winning a title at all. You know, you think about the teams we have to go up against to get to that title. You think of Milwaukee, you think of L.A., you think of Brooklyn. You know, we're, we're nowhere near that right now. Um, and this is the first year I've been honest with myself about Celtics expectations. Um, and, you know, we don't have it. You know, we've mm. been saying it for years that we need to go out and make an additional move. One thing that I personally have been saying for a while now is that we don't really have any veteran players. We have a lot of young guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, you know, who may need to get a little attitude adjustment. Um, you know, I think it's time to, for the Celtics to bring in some older veterans that know what it's like to win. We don't really have any winning guys on our roster that know what it takes to win an NBA championship. And that's why I really wanted Rick Carlisle to take over the Celtics when he got let go from the Mavs. I thought that would have been a really good piece to get. Um, yeah, I just think we need kind of like an attitude adjustment and definitely some more pieces brought in. Because if you look at our team last year, we definitely took a step down from last year and we weren't able to do it last year. So there's no chance we do it this year. Uh, in my opinion, I think the Celtics championship window is closed for right now. Um, how do you feel about their chances this year? Do you think they can get out the Easter conference? With the current roster we have now, no. Hmm. No. And it, and it, it no. sucks. I think we're get, finally getting into the prime years of the Jays and that's not something you really want to waste. Um, 
so it sucks to say no right now. But I think with the current roster we have assembled, it's a no. Uh, one more question about the Celtics. Um, uh, you you mentioned earlier that you know Jason Tatum tries to emulate Kobe's game. He's trying to be like Kobe. Obviously, he looked up to Kobe. Um, do you think that's an issue? Do you think he's trying too hard to to be like Kobe, and it leads them to a, a bad place? Because on the season, I believe he's shooting like thirty nine percent on the season, which is you know that's that's not good. That's not good at all. So what, what do you think about that? So for this season, I'm going to completely ignore uh, shooting averages. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the complaints going around about the ball. Um, mm. A lot of players are struggling with that ball this year. And, and we've seen it happen before. I think um, mid-2000s or mid-2010s, I can't remember, they tried to switch the ball and it was terrible. It was like falling apart mid-game and they switched it right back. So with this new ball, I'm going to give them a little bit of a break because um, I know what it's like to switch to that new ball and just be completely thrown off guard by that um as do i think it's an issue i mean no if someone's gonna want to imitate one of the greatest basketball players on earth i'm gonna have no issue with that um do i think it's an issue that he's trying to act like prime kobe now yes because he's not prime kobe right now um that i think he needs to get that check in yeah tatum just be tatum man you're already great in your own right you're gonna get even better so just be tatum all right next once again, we got to bring up Ben Simmons. I'm pretty sure you've heard all the stories. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure you kind of like that, you being a 76ers <laughs> hater. <laughs> but uh, but new developments that came out, and Ben Simmons refusing to see the team doctors. Like, they is came out that said that, you know, he was going through mental health issues, which, you know, I can completely understand somebody who goes through that myself mm -hmm. but he's also refusing to see team doctors he you know you went to practice but he's not actually practicing and once again everybody's turning their back on Ben Simmons that been rumors saying the players are frustrated with this whole thing uh the fans have completely turned on him so well first let's start with this I want to I want you to give your general take of what's going on with Ben Simmons and the 76ers like what should happen the 76ers need to get rid of him as soon as possible. You know, right now he's just distracting the rest of the team. He's a distraction to that team right now. They need to get him out of there. You know, my personal thoughts about Ben Simmons aside, if they can get anything decent, which I think the way he's acting right now is hurting his chances of that because other teams are going to see, okay, this guy's maybe a locker room cancer. Maybe we don't want him around. So I think that's hurting his value a lot right now. Um, but, you know, the 76ers got to get him out of there. He doesn't want to be there. You're not going to get anything out of him. Move on. Yeah, him not wanting to see the team doctors that are there for to check up on him and everything. From my understanding, it's, it's a bad twist in this situation. Like, of course, you do have to take mental health into accountability. Um, I don't know what's we, – we really don't know what's really going on in his mind. But then again, you can't – if the team – is doing everything that they can to help you out and bring you back, then and you're refusing it, then what what can they do? And I've been on board saying it too. They gotta they gotta get rid of him. They they gotta get rid of him. He has don't even worry about what you're gonna get back for him. He simply just don't want to be there. He just simply don't want to be there no more. And it's just time to break it up. So uh what like, far as uh, the 76ers, like, 
what what do you think who you think they should go after to replace Ben Simmons? I heard things about they want the fans chanting about Damian Lillard. Uh I heard things about CJ McCollum, hearing things about John Wall. Like where you what you think the 76ers should go after and what team should they trade with? They can get any of those names they do in a heartbeat. I mean, what I think they need to do now is even though they, they still have Ben Simmons and all this drama is going on, they need to stop bringing attention to it. They need to shift the media's focus onto how they're playing, their players that actually are playing. You know, they need to completely like just ignore everything that's going on with him or not ignore it, but put it on the back burner. Don't make it your main priority right now because you know, that's a bad look to the players that are still playing and are still giving it all. Like Joel Embiid, you know, I don't like him, but you got to give his credit here. Like he's been handling the situation amazingly. Um, so they just need to like move on and, and play basketball and realize that, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't want to be here. Great. Let's not even give him the time of day anymore and move on from there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how his trade value is right now. It was, it was looking like it's going to next to zero because it's, it's getting real bad. It's like everybody's stuck in this situation, but hopefully something will get positive. I think at the end of the day, they're going to trade him at the end of the day, but it's just all about bringing up his stock. All right, uh, let's go to, man, like I said, this is a, this is a negative episode. <laughs> this is a We don't even have the episode. worst part on the list. I was looking at this you list. Know, I was surprised you didn't add something. Uh, we'll bring that up in a minute. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but we got to talk about Zion Williamson. You know, uh, first overall pick has from what we've seen last year, dominant player. Uh, I think last year it was just like a few dominant players that you can't stop. I think it was like Steph, uh, Giannis, obviously, and then Zion. Like the things Zion did last year were amazing, but this year has not seen the floor so far. And the new head coach, Willie Green, says that Zion is two to three weeks away from returning. From returning, a video has surfaced of him warming up with the team. And once again, his weight has come into question. People saying it's not look, it, it, it don't look good. So what do, you, what do you think is going on with Zion? Like, do you think weight is an actual issue or is it just injury? I think weight's definitely an issue. I mean, you look at pictures of immediate day last season, he looked outstanding. And then you look at pictures of him now. I just want to say Mike White predicted this. I think Zion found the gumbo. <laughs> I think he did. Like, that's out of control, man. Like, yeah, as a professional, I don't think you can let it get to that, especially as one that's as hyped as him and as, you know, talented as he is. I, I, I don't know. There's no real excuse, I guess, unless if he was injured all offseason and, you know, he, he couldn't really do much. But still, I mean, as a professional athlete, you got to find ways to – you know, eat better to make sure it doesn't get to that level. You yeah, know? but I mean, he he does have like uh, what a foot fracture or something like that. Yeah. something like this. So I mean, well, what 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 can you do as there far as like working that. out? Like, that you can work with like the physical trainers to just work out the rest of your body, eat better. Um, there's a lot of different things that go into it, but just to say you have a foot injury and then get it, let it get that out of hand, there's no real excuse for that. Oh, hey, uh, do you think that just you know like his natural physique? I mean. He, he came in like uh, a big solid dude, and that's that's what he been this whole time. So like, mm -hmm. is it just is it just something natural? You think he's just natural that he looks like that, or? I mean, I don't know that that video that did surface. He looked really out of shape. So 
I, I have a feeling that's probably part of the reason why they're saying he's still so far away is because they need him to get back into NBA level shape. So I guess we'll see in two or three weeks if he's able to do that. Um, it's not going to be an easy journey for him to get back to that. Um, mm. But and I, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's 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 going to be sad if you see someone like that waste his talent. Yeah, um, I think Zion is like he like me in a way. Like when once you you have to work out like pretty much every week, four or five days a week, and I have to do that because I know if I start working out. Yeah, I'm going to, to balloon a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, and I think he's the same way, too. He's somebody that, that has to work out in order to stay in shape because, like I say, he's he's naturally a big guy at 6'8", at and it's not going to wear well. He might not be that much overweight, but, you know, it's not just it's just not going to wear well when you just naturally huge like that. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's just one of those things I think injury does – play a part in it where it seemed like if he's hurt, he's not going to do anything. Like he's just going to like sit there during his recovery time. And then, you know, when he feels better, he, he's going to get back in shape. But then again, you got, you got to be careful with that. You can't rely on, you know, your natural gifts all the time. You got to put in a little work. Um, I was pondering this as I was, you know, scamming, through the uh scanning through the uh the story is there like a leadership problem with the pelicans like i don't see somebody just put their arms around zion like hey man you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta eat like this eat like that you know because you this you that you you are a great talent and like i said he has played phenomenal in the games that he plays so you do you think like new orleans is a problem as far as like Somebody being a leader and somebody stepping to Zion and let them know how things need to be. I mean, I don't know too much about their new coach. I'm sure, you know, there's still leadership there. There's trainers that it's their job to make sure he's doing everything right. But I'm also positive it's probably not as strict as it was at Duke. Um, you know, that's one of the top programs in the country. They do everything phenomenally well, everything to a T. So I'm sure it's not exactly like that. Um, but I guarantee you there, there still has to be leaders. There's trainers. There, there's too much staff on the team to make sure that goes unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, and then also question, do he really want to be with the Pelicans? Cause the Pelicans was ever since Zion came into the NBA, they had what three head coaches last year. Then they had Stan Van Gundy. And then before I forgot who the head coach was before. Yeah. Then. I remember them going through a coaching change. And then now you have Willie Green. I think Willie Green, despite the record, because that record is, is terrible right now. I mean, they are playing hard. And then the last game, you know, where I saw them, uh, they were missing Zion and Brandon Ingram. So, you know, that's, that's going to mess up. That's going to mess it up right there. But it's been a lot of turnover in New Orleans. Uh, they don't have Lonzo anymore. They traded away Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe. Then they let Eric Bledsoe go. And they – Traded Steven Adams away for Valanciunas. Valanciunas is a better offensive player, but Steven Adams is a better leader. So, like, do you think that Zion is looking like, uh, I might not want to be here? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, it definitely has to be demoralizing going through all those coaching changes, the personnel trade changes, because, you know, last year they, they did have a pretty solid team, like you said. So I'm sure that's a little demoralizing for him to come back and be like, wow, this team is not as good as it was. Um you know, he hasn't publicly said he wants out. He hasn't really hinted at anything like that. Um, you know, when he's playing, it's not like he's walking around on the court, 
doesn't care about the game. So as, as of now, I don't see that. I think he's still too new to the league to be able to have a thought like that. Um, but it's definitely something to watch for. I mean, we never really have guys that want to stay in New Orleans. So um, yeah. it's definitely something to keep an eye on as, as his career progresses. But as of now, I, I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't think the organization have that much of a winning attitude. I mean, look what happened. Look what happened with Anthony Davis. Look what happened with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had that franchise in the palm of his hands, and he said that he doesn't want to be there anymore. And now he's with LA, and he won a championship. So I think the same thing might be happening to Zion Williamson. Speaking of coaching changes, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they went through a lot of coaching changes. And this year, people expected Cleveland to be that team on top of the AFC North. Now, Kevin Stefanski, they're another year. Um, last year, in the back half of the year, they were fantastic. But once again, the Browns are doing brown things. Like <laughs> The Browns are being the Browns once again. And the spotlight right now is on Odell Beckham Jr. He has struggled with Baker Mayfield. They have no chemistry. There have been games where Odell's been targeted like two times for just one catch, three times for just one catch. Don't have a catch at all. He's been going through injury. Uh, and recently the NFL trade deadline passed. They didn't move Odell, which bothers me because now they excused him from practice. So he ain't practiced with the team for personal reasons. What is going on with that? Should what 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 should the Browns do with Odell Beckham Jr.? Because you them them not trading him is head scratching. It's obviously not working. It's not working with Baker. Baker he he's okay, but he's just not that quarterback for Odell. Odell needs like a a top level quarterback, somebody that can give him a ball with better arm talent. I seen the throws Baker Mayfield trying to make to Odell. They too high, they far behind. Uh, I think one. Uh, I remember I was seeing the highlight. One of those catches Odell could have caught. He could have extended his arms a little bit, but it was still a bad throw on Baker's part. And they obviously don't have the chemistry. So what you, what should the Browns do with Odell Beckham Jr.? It's tough. I mean, I, I don't think it's time to call it quits yet. Um, you know, I think Baker's a, a solid quarterback. I think Odell is a great wide receiver. I think you just have to keep finding a way to make that work. Obviously, Odell has been suffering injuries this year. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury, I think. Um, Baker's been dealing with a shoulder injury, too. Um, I think he's got to fight through that. I mean, I think I think the Cleveland Browns have a pretty solid team. Their offense is stacked, first of all. The weapons Baker has, I think, is just crazy. Their defense is pretty solid. Their pass rush is great. I don't understand, like, why it's not working, and – you know, as a lover of fantasy football, it drives me crazy to see stuff like that. Like, don't even get me started with Robbie Anderson. That man, yikes. But make um, sure I drop him. Oh my God. I'm contemplating it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm you still I'm holding ready. on? Are you still I have holding? just because I drafted him so <laughs> early and I was like, oh man, like, I really want to. I'm going to have to figure something out this week because I have no starting quarterback because I had Russ. So I, Completely off topic, but my fantasy football team is so unlucky this year. I had Kittle, I had Carson, I had um, oh, Russ. Yeah, I couldn't catch a break. So my team started doing terrible. So I had to start trading all these great players on IR just to try to, like, survive. So I'm back to 500 now, but 
not a fun season so far. And then Robbie, we got Robbie getting zero last week. I want to know what the heck's going on there. Sam Darnold. Get me a shirt that says, I hate Sam Darnold. <laughs> He's ruining my fantasy season. But um, yeah, back to OBJ. I mean, I think you just got to give that time. I think it will self-correct, but I don't think what his dad said on social media is going to help the situation much. Yeah, so um, I know he's sticking up for his son, but you know, um, dad just just stay out of it, dad. But yeah, how do they really need more time? I mean, they they just had they had last season. They did okay last then, season. Well, yeah, but they did better without him. Like it's clear as day when Odell wasn't there, unfortunately, because of injury. And we just Jarvis Landry as the featured number one receiver. And then they had their running game. It worked. It worked. They won. They went to the playoffs. I just think that it is a bad fit. Well, I mean, I thought it would work because Odell's cool with uh with Jarvis Landry. They were teammates one point at LSU. But this team, they are built on Nick Chubb. They are built on Kareem Hunt. And Baker giving the ball to Jarvis Landry when he passes. So I just think Odell's the odd man out. I think the Browns at the end of the year should release him. I think if they do, they'll save $15 million on the team. I can't from see what I'm hearing. releasing him, though, for yeah. nothing. I but, can't see that. But they're keeping him for nothing. He's virtually yeah. non-existent in the offense. I would love to see, like, the trade offers they got for him. They Because they definitely did. You know for a fact they got offers, but – yeah, I would love uh, to see like what some of those offers were and you know what they declined. On ESPN, they uh somebody brought up the Saints actually had something in place, but it was a, a money issue. Uh, but I I wouldn't know how that would work with the Saints. Would you would you take them on in New England? Would you take them with the Patriots? Bro, we would take anyone with two hands. <laughs> Don't even get me started with that. We got Nikhil Harry out there. Come on, man. Jesus. Uh we gonna, we gonna talk about the Patriots in a minute. Uh um well, well what was the thing you said I was missing the topic? You surprised I wasn't talking Henry about it. Ruggs. What was Henry? Yeah, let's Henry Ruggs, man. We 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 gonna go past Henry Ruggs. I I don't I don't want to one thing did you, did you say he was going 156 miles an hour? Yeah, all I'ma like say, that. yes. All I'ma say, people, is 156 miles per hour. Wow. Let's 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 go on to the to to, to the fun time segment. Let's oh man, fun time segment, people. Fun you know where my 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 guests and they come in. I ask them questions that they don't know I'm going to ask until I ask the question. Think on your feet, type thing. Jordan went through once. Can he make it through it twice? Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Number one, which team or teams had the best NBA edition, NBA City edition jersey? The best. Do I have this like pulled the, up on my phone? Hang on. The I best. The best. I'll tell you mine while you, while you uh, searching. I like the Atlanta Hawks uniform the best. I like theirs the best. But some of the, some of the uniforms are uh, throwback is a recall to, you know, their old colorway. I like the Hawks. I like the Nets. I like theirs, and I like the Knicks. I, I like I like those three right there. I'm gonna go Timberwolves and Nuggets. Cause yeah, they're, Nuggets they're always do solid. So I like yeah. those. Do you like the Celtics? No, 
we don't do anything. <laughs> it's the same thing every year. Me and my friends get so mad about that. They don't, like they have all these editions of jerseys and they're literally just the same exact thing. It's green, white, or black, and it either says Boston or Celtics on it in normal font. That is it. It never changes. Speaking never of never changes, <sighs> I would like to call this this organization out. Ben, I know you 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 with me on this. Please, Toronto, can y'all switch it up, please? Here we go again with the black and gold OBO yeah. type thing. I know this time they got the old rap donor, but but damn, it's the same thing again. And then who is Orlando in, didn't change either. Yeah, and who the hell is in charge of the Thunder or the, or the creative team? That's the worst jerseys ever. It's tough for them, though, because they don't really have any retro jerseys. I mean, what, what would have been cool is if they wrapped, like, an old school Sonics jersey. I think that would have been kind of cool, but... Yeah, that would have been cool. Or at least put in, Sonics, put in Sonics colors or something, like... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about the rules, if they can or not. I'm not sure if that's considered, like, a separate team or not, even though it's the same thing. I don't know. Especially all the rumors grumbling around about an expansion team over in Seattle, so... It's still yeah, that, that was boring. Yeah, <laughs> still I agree. <laughs> number number two, and you alluded to this earlier. Number two, and this been going on. Paul George said something. Damian Lillard, people putting his name in it too. All the Wilson basketballs are to blame for shooting struggles, or is it just an excuse? It's the basketball. So I'll, I'll give you an example of like why I truly believe this. So obviously, I do work for the big three, right? Week one. I wasn't on location. I was at home. I watched it on the game. I watched it on TV. And I noticed everyone was missing shots. I was like, this is terrible. Like, are these guys just really that bad? And then week two, fly to Vegas. I get there and I get my hands on a ball. They're the most overinflated things. Like, it's going to bounce, right? So I truly understand, like, if the basketball is not right, things just won't go in. So I truly believe it's the basketball. Here's the old adage, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, please go the back business to the businessman's quote. Money. All it comes down to money, man. So yeah, NBA go back to the old balls. Number three, Von Miller was traded to my Los Angeles Rams. So I want you to fill in a blank. Congratulations. Von Miller. Huh? Yeah. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Fill in a blank. Von Miller makes the Rams better. Oh, did you want me to go like more in depth with that? No, that's that's all I need. That's good. To. Okay, is that like a little <laughs> ego stroke for you? Like, your team's there good, man. Go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, last fill in the blank. The Chicago Bulls will finish blank in the East. They're my sleeper to come out of the East. Yeah. So we'll, I will definitely what say they finish? Like, top four at least. Top four. I top really four. like the Bulls this year. I'm biased because yeah, I love too. dunkers, but. I really like the Bulls this year. Yeah, me too. Especially defensively. Uh, defensively, they're been. They I think they're underrated on defense, to be honest. And I think a lot of people just see us. Oh, it's a lot of great offensive talent. It's like, no, they they got defense too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Bulls. It's about damn time. All right, let's uh, dedicate some time to the fan in you. We brought up the Browns first time we've actually discussed football. Yeah. Let's go to. You know, your favorite team, the New England Patriots. You know, it's been a lot of turnaround. Got Mac Jones in as the franchise quarterback. Um, evaluate the their season so far. And, you know, they're 4-4 four four right now. They're still in that playoff hunt. They're not that far off. 
So how you think the Patriots have done so far this season? Man, we beat the Chargers. We're living on. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's definitely pros and cons. I think Mac Jones has looked phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I could go even as far as to say that he's probably the best performing rookie quarterback this season. Um, and before you guys call me biased, I was not a Pats fan until two years ago. So growing up, I was like a diehard Colts fan because I was obsessed with Peyton Manning. I remember I was like like seven or something. And I got in like my first Madden game and uh, living in New England, obviously like the way New England works is you're a fan of New England teams. You don't really have a choice, but for football, my dad was a Cowboys fan. And of course, hell no, I'm not going to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> so I get Madden and I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to find the highest overall team and I'm going to become their fan. And it was the Colts. So like Edgar and James, Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, like that was my team. I rolled with them. And then in high school, they, they're just terrible. And I was like, okay, like I kind of regret this decision. Like I want to go back to the Patriots, but I knew my friends would never let me live it off if I switched when they were on the bandwagon. So in my head, I made my own deal. Once Brady left, I'd become a Pats fan. So I'm new to the Pats fandom. It's great to be here, but um, no, I mean, I think that, I think they've been doing a good job. I think they need to make moves for, you know, some more targets on wide receiver. Um, They have impressed me this year. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been well. Kendrick Bourne has really surprised me, but I still think it would be nice to have like a clear cut wide receiver one. Um, Cause as of now, it's like, I think Jacoby Myers is technically the wide receiver one, but the man still hasn't scored a touchdown in his NFL career. Um, and Nikhil Harry should not be on an NFL roster. Um, mm. But there's definitely moves to be made, but I thought they were going to be much worse than what they're looking like this year. So I'm happy. And I love Damian Harris. I'm going to be sorry with that. Um, yeah, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I've heard some things that they're not good. They're not good at all. I'll tell you. Uh, what to look for. I'll tell you. What to look for. If Nikhil Harry is on the field, they are running the ball ninety-nine percent <laughs> of the time. My friend pointed that out. We watch every game on Sunday. My friend pointed that out, and he was right. Every time Nikhil Harry is on the, the field, they run the ball like ninety-nine percent of the time without fault. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that was actually going to go to my to my next question. Like, what do you think they need? And uh, you answered already. Wide receiver mm-hmm. help. I think they need that too. Um, Mac Jones, he, he all right. He okay. Uh, Come on, they, give him more than that, man. <laughs> he okay. He okay. I mean, he nice with it. He ain't that nice yet. Not not yet. But but he can we'll, throw we'll, the ball, man. He can throw the ball. <laughs> I wish he was a little bit more mobile, but. Yeah, we'll go into debt with him in, in a bit, but he he gonna need a, a bona fide number one wide receiver at some point. And Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, born, yeah, they okay, uh, but they not it. They mm-hmm. just not they just not it as number one wide receivers. Matter of fact, their wide receiver core is for a bunch of number threes, number threes, slot yeah. receivers, threes and down. Uh tight end, you know, they got John L. Smith, they got Hunter Henry, but those two, they not. Uh, they're not themselves. They not Rob. They not Rob Gronkowski. It's not Rob Gronkowski out there. Neither one. But I mean, they solid running back. I I have a problem with the Patriots refusing to have like a a solid running game. Preach. They need a solid running game. Like they've gone through six like six running backs, six to eight running backs the last three years. You, they just need somebody solid. Uh, that's that's when the Patriots 
or at their best, might have somebody that can run the ball. I remember, I still remember the, the, the Corey Dillon days. I remember those days. But they you have a running back that can. Like, they just don't give it to him. They keep switching it up so much. And I have a problem with Bill Belichick. I think he should have been gone once Brady left. But I'm not going to get into that can of worms. You know, that's, a, <laughs> that's an ego thing. Like, I think he – I really think he's trying to win without like, Tom Brady. He makes the most questionable calls, man. Like, oh, and I, I 100% agree. He's definitely trying to win without Brady. But he makes some questionable calls. Like, Damian Harris will get, like, four yards per carry. And then he'll, like, get a breakout run, do really well. They'll get the ball in the red zone, like within the 10-yard line, and then they don't run the ball again. It's like, why? 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 It's working. And especially as someone that has Damon Harris on fantasy, it drives me nuts. I want the points. <laughs> we, I want to win. Here we go again. Here we go. You think <laughs> You think? Um, you think he's stuck in his ways? Like, it's just not going to change. Oh, 100%. And, and so many people have said that, that he just doesn't change his mind. I mean, Brady's trainer came out in an interview, I think it was earlier this year, saying that, you know, Belichick never – change the way he treated Brady from a rookie to you know six-time Super Bowl champion like he never changed the way he treated them so I don't know I question Bill Belichick's calls often and um I want you to confirm this because I think I think you were alluding to it but I want you to confirm this is Mac Jones that franchise quarterback for the Patriots going forward I mean, I, th- I think so. I mean, he hasn't given us a reason not to trust him. You know, you look at a lot of other rookie quarterbacks, they're making a lot of questionable calls. Um, I think he's the most NFL ready out of all of them coming in. He, he takes his time. He never really seems rushed or flustered or anything like that. Um, he seems like a leader, um, which really surprised me being that third quarterback in the Alabama locker room. I did not expect that. Um, so he has really surprised me in a really good way. I bought his jersey. I'm, I'm team Mac all the way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Mac Jones. I, I thought that too as well. I thought if any of the rookie quarterbacks had the most success, like I'm talking about like winning and putting up stats, I I chose Mac Jones. You know, you know, Trevor Lawrence, his arm talent might be better. <laughs> Jaguar. Yeah, Jaguar, I mean, I don't, I don't by any means think Mac is the most skilled quarterback, but I think he's the best, like, as of now. He's yeah. been a rock pretty much. He's he's been he's been solid. And last question, uh, like I said, the Patriots are four and four. They're four and four right now. Do you think they will grab one of those wild card spots and make the playoffs? It's gonna be tough, man. We gotta play Buffalo twice. Hmm. Um, so I'm gonna say no, and I and I hope the answer stays no because I want a good draft pick. Um, you know, even if we make the playoffs, we're not winning all this year. There's no way. So I don't know. I really wish we made some moves at the deadline. I think then my answer may have changed. Uh, me and my friends were talking about this for a while that, you know, we need to stay as a young team. I think we're in rebuilding mode now. And I think it's time to accept that. Um, we're doing pretty well as a rebuilding team, I think too. So, you know, I would really love to see some younger wide receivers come in and, you know, possibly do some damage. So, um, you know, I was hoping we we're going to trade for some like Terrace Marshall, like he doesn't even play where he is. So that would have been cool to get him, but I don't know. I definitely think we got to do some moves before we can consider ourselves a contending team again. Yeah, nobody's going to make a deal with the Patriots. I'm sorry, but as long, yeah, as long as Bill is there, no, I yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, that was the uh, that was the end of Stacy on Sports podcast show. Once again, I'm your host, the Voice of Sports, Stacy Carter Second, and I had Jordan Daly with me today. Jordan, plug your social medias. Where can people find you and your work? Everything's on Jordan Daily MBA. That's an app for pretty much everything. Um, there is a big project coming out soon that I can't really say too much on yet, but that'll be fun. 
Um, you can follow Daily Media LLC for that one. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, and Crown Hoops, of course. I always forget about that. Yeah, one. of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, everybody, I'm signing off. Thank you very much for listening and watching.